I'm coming from the Bible in Acts, Acts 4, chapter 4, starting at 33. And it says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Where are the churches like that these days? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. It seems like they put tithes and offerings were being nailed to the cross. They put more of an emphasis on you giving than you actually receiving any salvation. I, now, don't misquote me when I'm saying that because also I know the Bible does say you robbed me in tithes and offering, but I don't remember or I, that I can recall the disciples literally stressing the fact that you should have to pay your tithes and offering. And my whole point is, you don't normally know people's circumstances. Only God does. And now you can only base it off of what you see. But God searches within. God knows what's actually going on in someone's home, someone's heart. And my whole point of this conversation is, whenever you do come to church, and you've been out here in the world, and you've been saturated with so much hell out here in the world, the last thing you want to do is come to church and then hear someone conflict you with having to put money into your tithes and your offering when that may not be anything that you do have. I mean, you may be a, someone who's coming from off the streets who could have been possibly homeless or someone coming from off the streets who could have had lost everything in a fire and you may not have anything to give. And my whole point is we need to learn how to give them more than just telling them that they need to give tithes and offering every five minutes to the church. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you honoring God because, like I said, clearly the Bible says that you robbed me in tithes and offerings, and uh, they said give the Levites a tenth of everything that the other tribes had. And the Levites were the priests, and the priests are the shepherds. So there's nothing wrong with you putting money into the church, but church, you also got to understand, put money into your body also. So I can't go to you and expect to get $500 on my birthday, the way that you expect for us to give you $500 whenever there's some type of occasion that ain't got nothing to do with the body of Christ. I mean, now paying tithes and offers is a completely different thing. But when you asking for money, when it has nothing to do with the satisfaction of, well, I put it like this, when it has nothing to do with my salvation, will run somebody out of church. And you really seriously have to pay attention to that. And I'm to the point to where now I just feel like there's a hardly anybody out here that's clearly and, and truly, really seriously living for the Lord. I mean, because you can go to... I, 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 honestly, I'm not a person that once I'm rooted and grounded in somewhere, I'm going to stay. Even if I do feel afflicted in the position that I'm in. And I shouldn't even have to feel that way if I'm supposed to be a part of the body of Christ and this is supposed to be a part of the body. 
You shouldn't even have to feel that way. But sometimes people do. And like I said, when people coming in the church, the last thing you want to do is run somebody out of the church by asking them for money continuously and making it a big deal because you don't understand what that person may be going through. They're not going to look at it like this. They don't even know the Bible. They're not learning the well-versed in the Bible. They're going to be looking at it like you asking for money. I mean, you get on the scripture and you tell them people what's expected from God and then you move on. You don't have to every time a person come to church, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you don't have to step on that particular subject all the time. Because then if you do, it's going to make people feel like that that's your sole purpose. And nobody wants to be in God and not get the fullness of God. But I would rather get the fullness of God in my spirit than the fullness of God in any monetary way. I, I need to grow in grace. I need to grow in my spirit. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with having a nice car night. It's perfect. But let me grow in the Lord. And I love God. And the Bible clearly says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And that's what people don't understand. But then when you in there stressing that this is the way it's supposed to be, you got to give money, get money, get the money, get it. And that's, that's going to take people's focus off of really seeking God and put their focus on something that God clearly denounces in the Bible. I mean, money is not important. Of course, he'll give it to you if you're obedient. But if he's going to give it to you because you're obedient, God already knows because of that obedience that you're going to be able to bless others. You're not going to be somebody who's hoarding the money and trying to be all lavish and trying to show out with everything that you got. If he's blessing you, it's because he knows that you have the heart to be able to help people resolve any issues or matters that's in their life. And not even just that. I, I like, like Peter and uh, John said, Silver and gold have I none, but that that I do have, I give thee, and that is the word of God. And he took that man and said, rise and walk. And he got up, he says his ankles were strengthened, he got up leaping with joy and happiness because he received something that money can never give you. So we need to be instilling the word of God in people. And and ain't like I said, I know that's a part of the word, but I think that's less important than people receiving salvation. Then every five minutes, you got to have money, you got to have money, you got to get the money, get the money, get the money. Because as I can remember, I don't remember Solomon paying any tithes or anything. But God blessed him because of the person that he was and because of the, the, the uh, person that he came from. And because he had all, he was a part of the promise. So, and we're supposed to be adopted in, so we are already a part of the promise. And again, I'm not discouraging anybody from telling folks to pay their tithes. That's wonderful. But don't put emphasis on that. Let people get they receive the salvation that they need. This world is full of hell. And the last thing I want to be worried about is coming into church and hearing somebody getting on me because I don't have enough money to even put into the offering. And then they don't have enough money to make sure that we good whenever we sitting in our lights being cut off or gas being cut off or water being cut off. And here we are struggling. They ain't got no food. But then, but everything going on right there, they got food to feed themselves, they got food. But then here you are struggling, they ain't got nothing. But they putting a whole lot of emphasis on, on you giving to them instead of receiving any salvation from the Lord. So that's what we need to be focused on today, church. It's just, it's, it's just a struggle. And it's really, it's, it's embarrassing. And it's like the world is already full of hell and darkness. And then you come into the church to escape it. And it just seems like it's starting to trickle into the churches.
But that's my opinion, and who don't like it, don't like it. Um, and I'm signing off, and have a good day.